Welcome back to People to Pieces, and we're getting ready to tear this place up, tear it into pieces as we get into the primary discussions you see all over YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, what is the definition of a relationship, and what are people looking to get out of it? Men are looking for women are looking for um, we. Me and Jones just as a part of our conversation previewed. Uh, uh, a video where people were talking about what do men bring to the table versus what women bring to the table. And we also dealt with the issue of uh, men making less money than women, which is a reality in based off of the, the number of women that are graduating with degrees versus men in, in, in the workforce. So the one thing that we both agree upon is that there's been a, 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 a morphing of what is considered um, a relationship. And a lot of men are saying that they're not being heard, that relationships have turned into a financial situation and has absolutely nothing to do with love. It's a transaction where I spend money to take you out or provide you with all this stuff and you provide me with sex and you don't bring anything else. So, you know, what are women bringing to the table if they're not going to do those things which traditional women have done, what are they bringing to the table? Well, and again, it, it depends on how, like you said, it depends on how you define a relationship. And there are various degrees of relationships from very serious to casual to, um, you know, barely knowing each other. And that could be intimate or not intimate. But what we were debating is the fact that if you, in my opinion, if you approach relationship from the quid pro quo or from the financial standpoint, you're already starting at a disadvantage because the whole idea of a relationship should be the exchange between two people in terms of their compatibility, in terms of their attractiveness to each other, in terms of um, the, their interaction you know, amongst themselves, amongst their friends, amongst their family, all of those things should be what you're looking for in any relationship. And that depends, I'm not talking about marriage, it could be a casual relationship, it could be in, in a, a friendship, or whatever the case is, your compatibility should be the, the first preference, not mm -hmm. how much you make, not how much you can provide for the person, not how much you, um, you know, the quid pro quo, you do this for me and then I'll do this for you. Because then you're talking about something totally different. And you well, and I have talked many times about the fact that you will attract what you're looking for or what you concentrate on will probably be what you attract to you. Well, you will see what you, 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 um, you will see what you see. And that's probably what you'll get. Now, 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 of course, what I have to ask is my famous question, which will be the, the, the most famous question on this podcast. Laura, are you operating in a fantasy mode? <laughs> are you operating in a fantasy mode? Because all of that stuff you're talking about is a whole bunch of Disney stuff where relationships and men and women and it's a hallmark fantasy and it doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't exist. People... First of all, in relationships or whatever, the argument that, that, that men are having is that men feel that women 
can state anything that they want that they want in a relationship or whatever. They can demand he could be six foot tall. He could be he has to be rich. He has to drive a nice car. He has to have a have a home for me. And then women come to the table and they don't bring anything else because they don't want to cook. They don't want to clean. They don't want to have kids. They don't want to do those things, which what men consider to be traditional. Yeah, well, <laughs> again, no one should have a list because if they have a list, then they're approaching things. You from have a, a list. totally different standpoint. They, they should not have a list. I mean, you and I talked about the fact that you were saying that, that people don't want to date anymore because they think the woman's taking advantage of them and they don't, you know, they don't want to spend all this money and then not are, are the Internet is saying that men don't want to spend all this money and then the woman isn't attracted to them. But that kind of defeats the whole idea behind dating. Dating was to get to know someone to see if you were attracted to them. And then if you were attracted to them, you know, and I'm not just talking about physically, I'm talking about physically, mentally, et cetera. After that, you saw if you wanted to go on a second date and then you want to, you know, become involved with them and, and move towards whatever you move towards, whether it was a casual relationship, whether it was a buddy, whether it was a um, serious relationship, et cetera. The whole idea behind dating was our courting in the old days, <laughs> olden <laughs> days, <laughs> was getting to know the person to see if you all were compatible. So, you know, if people don't want to date now, then they don't want to find out if they're compatible. They are those people you were talking about. But what, but what about those serial people? See, men are complaining about because they, they're talking about all of these uh, these dating uh, apps or whatever where women will be serial daters and all they do is go out with men just to get a free meal for the week. And the women, women will post on, on uh, uh, Twitter and on Facebook, on TikTok, laughing and joking about uh, the number of dudes they went out with this week and how, uh, how they didn't pay for a meal. How are men supposed to interpret that? Except to say that they just need, they're just using me for a free meal and they're really not interested in relationships. Well, just like um, I, I, I don't know the dating websites, but, you know, the ones that they talk about Tinder or Bumble, you know, yeah, Bumble yeah. or whatever, the ones that are to, to hook up. If you go on a dating site that's for hooking up, if you get somebody who wants to hook up, why are you surprised? So if you go on a dating site that is for people who who may have individuals who have less than um admirable intentions that's the that's the risk that you take you know if you have some i'm sure there are women who just want a free meal and they know that if they go on this site they're going to get somebody who likes the way they look or thinks they have a really good picture or whatever the case is and wants to take them out i think that's the risk that you're taking but i don't think that's what we started out talking about we started talking about people and what they're looking for in a relationship, but what if it's makes a you relationship think that people are not looking time. for a relationship when they go on those sites? I think that I thought there were some sites that specifically were or just straight, straight sex and stuff. No, well, well not just that, but I mean, even the ones that were supposed to be for, um, you know, people who are more the older generation or people who are looking yes, for companionship, yes. or yes, you know, there were sites that were like, this is what we're, we're modeling towards as opposed to you know the tinder or the swipe left and swipe right that kind of mentality so i'm saying that the whole internet dating thing i think they have compartmentalized the fact that this is what we're trying to give you 
But you may have, like any other internet situation, you may have the occasional people who stray in there that want to take advantage and game the system. The argument is that because there are a, a, a quote-unquote a number of women, a significant number of women that are doing that, that the whole idea of dating is dead and gone. The whole idea of chivalry is dead and gone. Men are saying that Me Too and this philosophy of using men, it's over. It's dead. We're not doing it any longer. We're not taking you out, uh, spending a whole bunch of money on you, and then you run around here. You're like, for example, the argument is, Jones, that the, the average dude, the nice guy, whatever, who, who would want to do all those things, was raised to think, you know, to, to, to be chivalrous and to, to take their time and to get to know somebody and to try to develop a relationship. They do all of these things, A, B, C, and D, and don't end up in a relationship, whereas the, the, what they call the F boys, right, the, the, the alpha males, the, the playboys, whatever, they don't do any of that stuff for women, yet they get, they get the, the, the commitment and they get the sex. Well, I, I think, again, I think if you have a different mentality of how society views interactions between um, uh, potential mates, then you're going to get that type of a mentality. And it's just like you and I have talked about the fact that it's funny, it's, it's, it's ironic, I should say, that some rappers and, and entertainers and, and musicians or, you know, people in, in the industry will say, oh, there's just all these gold diggers, you know, and then you're going to criticize gold diggers, yet you want groupies. So if you want groupies that are potentially gold diggers, or you want groupies that could potentially be gold diggers, why would you be surprised when you encounter that? You know, but, just like the whole the holes in in various area codes, you know, all that 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 whole yeah. mentality. Something like three hundred fours, three hundred four. Yeah, if that's what you're looking, for, <laughs> and that's I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. If you're uh, on tour, you're single, you're free, and this is what you want to do, then that's what you want to do. But you can't complain about it afterwards if you find out that this is a groupie that's been doing this with several other people. Uh, this is a groupie that just did that because she knew you could take her out to dinner or buy her nice stuff. That's what you were looking for. But 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 remember that it goes two ways. If men have an experience that is out there that all they're use, being used for is their resources, then when they what they call men going their own way, which is a philosophy that's you know that's out there, they're calling them MTOW monks and stuff, and they're saying that relationships are not worth it. Relationships. And marriage, especially because marriage is a financial institution that only benefits a woman to give her safe, safety and security. And then the only thing a man gets out of it is is um, um, the ability to lose half of all of his stuff. And if he has any cute children, to lose uh, custody of them. Yeah, but you're talking about, we're, again, we're in a different society. There are women, look at Mary J. Blige, look at Sherry Shepard, look at, there's several women who are now on the receiving end of stuff like that, you know, where they got married. Look at, look at Kelly Clarkson. You know, she's making a whole lot more money than her ex-husband ever would, you know, or did during that period of time. But now she's going to have to be paying out. They, they, that, I don't think it's, it's any, it's not that way anymore, which just men who are having that situation. 
where they're paying out money or that marriage is security for the woman only. It's, it's security sometimes on both sides. So that's an old mentality that doesn't really play into today. But I think the problem is that you have people who are looking at things through a lens and they're seeing exactly what they expect to see. Because if you're, if you're looking at a woman as the only women that approach me are women who want this, this, and this, then change your circle or change the way that you get into relationships because that's not everybody. That may be what you're surrounding yourself with or that may be what you're seeing in society and you're attracting to you. Well, but I mean, men who want to go their own way, you know, it's, it's going to be difficult because, you know, if you now say that the only thing out there is negative, so I don't even want to be around it, then you're never going to see the positive when the positive comes in your, in your direction. Well, you know, I don't know if you know anything about OnlyFans, uh, anything of that nature, but you have a lot of people that traffic those sites and they have sex, sex workers that are on there and other individuals that are on there providing content, but they're, but they're using their own um, sexual prowess or whatever or attractiveness to make money. And of course, the, most of the people that, that are providing that those resources and spending that money are men. Um, I don't know if you saw the, the, the young uh, lady that put in the New York Times, this is going to be a slut summer. And she put it in the, on the front page of the New York Times. So now it's a, it's a different philosophy with, with that's going on here. But that's what I'm saying, Maurice. If that's what you want, fine. You know, just whatever you get, you get. You may get what you expect out of a slut summer, but you also may get what you don't want out of a slut summer. But that's the risk you decided to take. You know, if you're free and clear, you're not married, you're whatever, then then I'm not begrudging anyone. I'm not begrudging them. I'm not begrudging the, the entertainers that you know go with groupies for the night. Whatever floats your boat is fine. But what I'm saying, if you're looking at the, the part of society that wants to be in some sort of a relationship, casual, serious, or otherwise, that has to be a different mentality. It has to be that you're looking for um, compatibility, companionship, um, you know, good conversation, you know, physical attraction, all the things that make a relationship that have absolutely nothing to do with finances. You know, so the people it, it, who have a list about he has to make this, this, and this amount of money, that's what they're looking for. But, but Jones, and if they get it, then, then good for them. But if they now have a void in them because they don't have the type of companionship or they now have somebody who, when somebody cuter comes along, they switch their finances from you to somebody else, that's the risk that you took. So, so even, even um, we know that it's always been said, you know, what do people bring to the table? That's a conversation that we've, we've heard for a long time. But are you saying that's not a legitimate question to ask what a person brings to the table? No, I think it's legitimate to ask what they bring to the table. But what I'm saying, what you take as the priority in whether or not you decide to be in a relationship or not should not be financial. It not, and should not be quid pro quo. You know, it's funny. I remember a long time ago, my grandmother used to tell me that when you, um, when you give to somebody who's in need, you know, like if you gave a dollar to somebody on the street, you know, you shouldn't even be concerned with what they do with that. They could walk into the liquor store right after you give it to them. They could say, oh, I'm hungry. I need some food to eat. And then you give them a dollar 
and then you they walk into the liquor store, you shouldn't turn around and say, oh, I shouldn't have given them the dollar. Because when you did that, you did it because you wanted to do it. It was all about you. It had nothing to do with what that person does. You, you were doing it for your altruistic viewpoint, not about anything contingent on what that other person did. Or you didn't expect that person to now bend down and shine your shoes or, you know, to give you a million thank yous or whatever. You just did it because you did it. So I'm thinking that we should be looking at relationships on that sort of a level where you're getting into you. People are supposed to, I think that the term is, is you're supposed to be considerate of the other person. So if you have a relationship with someone where when you do something for them, they feel like, oh, I really appreciate that. I'd really like to do something for them. That's completely different than, okay, you buy me dinner and then I get some, you know, or, <laughs> you know, if, if, if I do this for you, if I buy you um, a, a really nice birthday present, you better get me a really nice birthday present on my, that's what I'm saying. People are turning a relationship into something completely different. That's not going to benefit either people. Well, either aren't, of the people. Aren't relationships about power and control? <laughs> to the best of my knowledge, it's not. <laughs> because the best power of your knowledge and control is not. has nothing to do with compatibility and companionship. And you, you're not going to say there's no ebbs and flows in relationship and who's, who has the power and who has the control? Well, there are ebbs and flows in the relationship, but they should be natural ebbs and flows. You know, sometimes there's ebbs and flows because one person likes the other person more than the other person does, you know, likes them, you know, or, and then the, the other person does something, you know, really considerate and the person says, oh, wow, I really didn't see him that way, but, you know, or I really didn't see her that way. And then they start, you, there's going to be ebbs and flows, but there's a dis difference between natural ebbs and flows and people who are trying to manipulate and control the situation. I think that's the problem. But like I said, you, one of the biggest things that I think is the problem is the fact that you can't have one side looking at the other side through only their own lens because you're not in that person's mindset. That's why they had that, that book, um, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Until you get to the point where you try and listen and understand what the other person is saying and then try and see it from their, their viewpoint and then if you're not compromising yourself, act accordingly, then you're not going to have any type of a, 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 a flow. Excellent point. And men are arguing that they're not being listened to. Women have been saying that for years. <laughs> Women have been saying, as soon as I say, can we talk? Men are like, oh, Lord. You know, you know, and sometimes as soon as you what man has ever heard, can we talk? And it turned out to be something good. <laughs> not one. <laughs> No one guy heard that it, line, and well, it was a good the, thing. But that's what I'm saying. That's that's looking at it from your lens, from a woman, uh, from a woman's standpoint. Can we talk? May mean let's figure out a way to solve this problem. But for you, if it comes out as okay, what did I do wrong? Then you immediately have a gap, and you that's know. that may be the difference in the way. Like I said, men are from Mars, women from Venus. That may be the difference be between the way you look at it. But just stop to think about if the man ever said, hey, maybe she is trying to fix something that's wrong. And if I fix that, you know, or if we fix that, she'll be more amenable to doing what I want or more amenable to making this relationship work or more amenable to having and, this go the way it's supposed to. And you know what the, the, the answer to that question is for men? Whenever a man changes for a woman, 
they always end up breaking up. It never end, ends up working out. And they say that women uh, are more calculated than men because there was a study that they did that was conducted and there was an interview up on the YouTube by, um, by this uh, woman professor. And she's talked about how women already have men that they have set up, people that they were already categorized, people that they might have put in the friend zone or somebody who's the potential next dude after this dude. They said like at least 40% of the women had had that type of mentality where they already were knew who they would move on to and have those people already in position uh, to, to take advantage of. Well, that's, you know, it's, it's interesting because I always, um, like I said, my idea of a relationship has always been whether or not needs are being met on both sides. Just like you stay in a relationship, uh, there's always going to be positives and negatives. Yes. But you stay in a relationship as long as there's more positives than negatives. Or you're getting at least what you need to justify being there. So if that's the case, then you're having a you're you're making a decision based on what's what's working for you. If it's working for one party and it's not working for the other, then there's a decision to be made. You know, somebody's going to say, "Look, you know, I'm out of here." You know, or I'm going to start looking for somebody else or whatever. And that's what I'm saying. The needs being met. There, there's, there have been so many movies and, and relationships and marriages and stuff where they talk about the fact that it used to be like this and it's no longer like this because he stopped listening to me. Or I tried to tell him that this was important to me and he just didn't change or whatever the case is. At that point, you're still talking about companionship, about um, um, compatibility you're talking about things that should be the things that matter in a relationship. I think when people start talking about, okay, they broke up over finances, you broke up over finances that were the last straw. There were other things that were problems before then, which is why I started out by saying that I don't think people should start out with a list that's based on criteria that really should have nothing to do with the relationship. How tall you are, how much money you make, how much you, all of that stuff has nothing to do with compatibility. And you know it's what they would say? They would say, Lori, would you date a guy shorter than you? Well, like I said, <laughs> you get what you need. You get if, if you need to have someone that you feel comfortable when you're wearing your heels, then yes. <laughs> and, and, and Maurice, I started out by saying to you that it's it's about the whole um, you know, conversation, compatibility attractiveness and being attracted to someone is an aspect of a relationship. So if you're not attracted to short people, then that's not discriminating against short people. It's just saying that you're not attracted to them. And how Same many of you, some people don't how, date outside of their races. How some many women do you know that date guys shorter than them? Really? Of your friends, have any of them dated anybody that's shorter than they are? I, I, I can't say <laughs> specifically shorter. But I can tell you, I've seen women who've dated people that um, were not the people that I would have thought in terms of physical appearance. For well, that that I will agree with you on. That what I will agree with you. On. But but the point the point I'm not and I'm not trying to get on you, Jones, because I'm no different. I mean, we all to say, to say that people are not going to have preferences is a lie. We all have preferences. There's certain women that I look at that I find very attractive or whatever for some reason. Just my I have a style. And women have a style, and that is true. And to, to talk around that is nonsense. We have preferences. But you know something? 
you did say something else that I do agree with you also about, right? There were some people that I looked at and I was like, mm, I'm not really that attracted to them. But then when I got into the process of having a conversation with them and, and listening to them and listening to the, 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 the intellect, because I, I mean, I like talking to intelligent people. That's why me and you get along so well, because you, you're very, you're a very bright person. That's why I agree with you on that. There's certain things that will work. You can work around because that that the, those other things to the totality of those things adding up make a strong attraction toward a person. Mm-hmm. So, and I will tell you, I mean, I remember um, uh, there was a, a young lady that liked me, and they didn't see those other qualities that she had besides her not being the finest person. She wasn't ugly, but she wasn't quote unquote the star of the show. And that's what I was saying, Maurice, about in terms of um, there's there's other things that that attract people to other people besides just their physical compa- um there, there are people over the years, we've seen celebrities that, you know, way back in the day, people probably wouldn't have given them a second glance, but as they got older, you know, and matured, maybe you got used to their 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 sense of humor or you got used to so certain things about them made them look more attractive overall, you know, or their personality. They did an interview and you found out that they're really kind person or whatever that sometimes makes people more attractive to other people so that's why and that gets back to what we started out saying in terms of dating the whole idea of dating was okay i'm going to get to know you to see whether or not i want to be in any type of a relationship casual serious or otherwise and to move forward because otherwise you're starting out with an agenda and I, my, my impression is that you shouldn't want to have an agenda, you know, when it comes to something on matters of the heart or matters of, of um, companionship. Well, I mean, people are coming from their experiences. And what, what do they say when, you know, when a person is hurt, obviously the defense is going to go up. And that's what's happening in a lot of these relationships with men and women. They have their defenses up. And so no one is, in, is having a conversation about any type of intimacy besides, you know, in terms of not the physical but the emotional intimacy. No one is talking about that. No people seem to be like afraid of the idea of, of love. And and uh, you know, people people are believing the, the, that song that says like love hurts, right? Love is, you know, people are saying, well, yeah, love is 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 always having to say you're sorry, you know. It it is it's being redefined. You know, the, the idea of men getting married is based on what a lot of these young bloggers and a lot of these uh, YouTube people are talking about they have hundreds of thousands of or even millions of followers. It's like it's a losing proposition. It offers nothing to men. But that's the thing, Maurice. We're talking about a younger generation that's working with limited experience and um, and um, capacity to critically think about something as important as relationships. So while young people, I'm sure they can have insights that we we won't have and they can educate and they can teach, there's a lot of stuff that they cannot teach because they don't have the experience. And that's where I think the problem is in terms of allowing society to now dictate how a relationship um, is or what, you know, when you start talking about a relationship between a man and a woman and start talking about a a heterosexual relationship between a man and a woman and start talking about power, I think already you're lost 
And that clip that you had shown where they're talking about that, oh, woman's power is doing this. And do you think she'd want more power or she'd want more, you know, does she use sex as power? All of that stuff immediately frames a conversation from a mentality, from an immature mentality. And I'm not saying, or it, I don't want people to think that it, and when I say immature, I mean without experience. And that's mm -hmm. a problem because if you go back to the generations where, you know, it's, it's funny, even with arranged marriages, you know, the history about arranged marriages is that there was supposed to be some thought put into it. You know, when you were putting people, and I'm not talking about the ones that were to join two kingdoms or anything like that. But when okay. you're talking about people who were trying to make sure that my 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 child is happy, they were looking at oh so and so has a nice daughter and she knows how to cook and she know you know they were looking they weren't just putting their kid with anybody, you know and they of course they looked at financial aspects and all of that other stuff but because they were looking out for the well being and the happiness of their child they were also putting thought into the other aspects that were supposed to and 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 even if you go further down. I don't want to deviate too much, but there are African societies that looked at aspects of the physi physical um, characteristics to look at compatibility from that standpoint. And that's getting really deep. You know, they, you could have a whole show about that, but that's getting really deep. But they, again, they were looking at compatibility for companionship or relationship so that they could go on and maybe move into a further direction of, you know, maybe marriage and kids and, and all of that other stuff. But I'm just saying that the when you have a generation that has more of an immature mindset because they don't have the experience and they don't know the benefits of courting and getting to know or dating, and, and I get the dating thing. I get the fact that financially things have gone through the roof. <laughs> And I wouldn't expect a man to want to go out three times a the week dating with a woman, spending, you know, two fifty, three hundred dollars each time and not getting a relationship out of it because then he's going to.